in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Our co-host this week is Chris O'Brien. This is the Paracast, and I'm Gene Steinberg. And we have had quite a bit of reaction in the forums and from email and even on iTunes as a result of the changeover from an online, strictly online broadcast to one that is carried by terrestrial stations in the U.S. by the GCN radio network. Of course, what that means is once you're on commercial radio, there are more ads. That's how it works. We use what they call a system clock, which tells us how much programming we have for every segment, and they have to be within a tenth of a second, ladies and gentlemen. Really, I'm serious. And then how much is for commercials and for local news. Now, what this means is that Every three-hour show has about 12 minutes more content than we used to have with a two-hour show. The rest is news and also the announcements. Some people said, why so many commercials? Other podcasts don't have commercials. Well, folks, here's the reason. It's really practical. Most podcasts are hobbies. People are just going to their microphones or their headsets, and they're putting out a radio show. Let's play radio show. And some of them are really, really interesting things that have no commercial appeal but provide loads of fascinating information. Some just present music. The point being that they are not commercial ventures, therefore there are no ads. The other problem is advertisers don't take podcasts seriously. There are too many of them. They don't know which to advertise on and which not. So generally speaking, they don't advertise. There are a few networks out there that do submit advertising to podcasts. But the reason they don't carry ads is not because they don't want to. It's because they can't get any. Now, the other thing that's happening here, of course, is every time we have a guest, we have lots of reactions in our forums at forum.thepowercast.com. And on our episode two weeks ago, we had publisher, author, adventurer David Hatcher Childress on the show, a very close friend of our co-host Chris O'Brien. And as you notice, Chris, some people weren't too happy about the way he approached these subjects. Uh, evidently not. <laughs> Jeez. Well, one thing I, I really, I, I really should uh, say here, uh, Gene, is it's really tough to be all things to all people. I don't think it's our job to nail nail people's ears back. There are a lot of um, aspects of David's work that I, I personally have uh, questions about. The bottom line is, though, that the guy's been in, what, 105 countries. He generally every year travels two or three uh, months out of the year around the world. He has visited all the sites that he writes and researches, uh, writes about. Uh, he's worked his, his work has dovetailed with some of the, the brightest minds in diffusionist archaeology. He's not an armchair guy. He doesn't just cherry-pick other people's theories and work. He goes out in the field and actually does the heavy lifting out there around the world. And it's very difficult to sum up 30-plus years of research and thinking and theorizing in a, a short two-hour um, amount of time. So we're going to have to have David back on. Uh, I think it would be great to start a thread on the Paracast Forum. For potential questions uh, for David, I think we should move on uh, and really, I think, dive into some of the theorizing that he presented. Uh, in in a, just he just touched on so many different things. We were really didn't have the time to go deeply into some of the subjects that he broached. Now, one I of the things we should point out also, Chris, is the fact that because he was basically covering the highlights, the conclusions, we couldn't stop. 
at every single question and say, okay, David, prove that, prove that. Where's your evidence? Where's your evidence? But once we focus more tightly on a subject, for example, he has a new book out on Sasquatch, and we want to bring him back to talk about that, we're going to look at every piece of evidence, see if it passes muster, see the stuff that fits in woo-woo land. You like that, woo-woo land, right? Is that trickster place, woo-woo land? Yeah, it's where the trickster goes on vacation, I think. Oh, I just thought he went to the local brothel or something. <laughs> no, the trickster goes on vacation in woo-woo land. You're right. We, uh, yeah, I think it would be a lot more in-depth if we did try to rein our subject uh, down a little bit and really dive into some of uh, some of the more interesting aspects of his research. I mean, the guy has, has written 30 books, I mean, uh, and published, I don't know, hundreds, so... You know, he's not a quick study, and we definitely need to spend a little time. I think if we narrow our focus subject matter-wise, I think that we'll be able to get into um, his work and his thinking a lot more in-depth. Uh, for those uh, <laughs> skeptical types on the forums, I think they'll appreciate that. I think if the trickster doesn't show up on their lawn, on the front lawn, or come through the window, some people won't believe there's a trickster even, or a Sasquatch. They don't want to read about a Sasquatch. They want that Sasquatch to be coming to their home. Yeah. They want it to basically press the doorbell and say, Hi, I'm a Sasquatch. Take me to your leader. Or give me a bagel and cream cheese, depending on their point of view. Exactly. Well, yet they'll go to church every Sunday. So, you know. Wait a everybody... minute. We don't know about the religious persuasions of Sasquatch. Maybe they're Jewish. They go to a temple on <laughs> Friday night. Maybe they're Muslims. You know, it doesn't matter, you know. Right. Okay, so he goes to Temple. You know, again, I, I really do think that um, that David is... Hello, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Sasquatch. You shouldn't know from it. <laughs> a Sasquatch. What is Sasquatch like? They must like matzo ball, right? Matzo ball soup? Actually, soup. Sasquatch soup. You know, they get mishmash soup. You know what that is? You go to a kosher uh, restaurant, get no. mishmash. It's a mixture of kreplak, which is kind of like a kosher wonton, a matzo right. ball, noodles... And chicken, it is delicious. What are we talking about soup for? Sounds like penicillin. It is. This is Jewish penicillin first class. Yeah, Mani Shma. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when did this start? Uh, what, the, the Susquash soup or the... <laughs> or the dropping of that language there, that statement. Oh, Shigon. I learned some Hebrew. <laughs> you learned some Hebrew. You probably know more Hebrew than I do. It's been, you know, 100 years since I studied Hebrew. Right. <laughs> but that's good to know. Okay, so we're going to have a Hebrew language section of this show, I think. But seriously speaking, by the time you hear this show, which is going to be basically the first weekend of August, we're going to have a forum over at forum.thepowercast.com, questions for David Hatcher Childress. Oh, You'll ask your questions the next time he's here. We'll ask those questions. No promises as to whether you will believe him or not. But one thing we're not going to do, you know, we got into a couple of nasty habits in the old administration of the PowerCast where after a guest left, we'd have the Monday morning quarterback thing. And that's not bad. Sometimes it's a good idea to have a commentary. But sometimes certain people would use that to trash a guest. Now, it doesn't mean we have to agree with what the guest says. A lot of times we don't. And we'll still ask the hard questions. But, you know, we need to get along sometimes because these subjects are complicated. There isn't a yes or no answer, and sometimes the maybe is very broad. I'll say. <laughs> now, one of the things you've done amongst all the people who we've had on the show, 
a lot of people who are involved in research, you've gone out there and spent years checking things. And our guest this week, Ted Phillips, studies trace evidence of UFO sightings. And certainly you, in your studies of various strange places around the country, you've done on-site research. Yeah. Uh, Ted. Ted's one of the people that I... I um, modeled my my approach after. Um, I think Ted is is one of the more important figures uh, in the history of UFO investigation. Uh, I've known Ted for many years, uh, and he kind of keeps a low profile. And uh, a lot of just your rank and file uh, buffs out there aren't really, I think, that uh, familiar with Ted. And I think this is going to be a really fun show. Um, we're going to show what a true pioneer in this field uh, is like and, and what is his manner and method and techniques and some of the results of his work are. And I'm really looking forward to this, Gene. Ted is, is uh, Ted's the real deal. And, uh, of course, he was a protege of J. Allen Hynek and um, has amassed the largest database of landing trace cases uh, that we know of. Uh, we're, I think he's up probably... Over 5,000 cases. I know 3,000 real, real solid cases, but in terms of the total number of cases that he has in his database, I mean, it's it's quite impressive. Ted Phillips coming up next on The Paracast. As you know, the PowerCast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks. With more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers, for listeners of the PowerCast, Audible.com is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One book to consider, for example, is Above Top Secret, the worldwide UFO cover-up by Timothy Good. Timothy Good, as you know, has been a guest on the PowerCast. Yet another book worth considering from Audible.com is Lies and Deception, UFOs and the Secret Agenda, from Timothy Good once again, and also from our old friend Nick Pope. As you know, Nick Pope has also been on the PowerCast. This is another book that you're definitely going to want to check out. For this book or another free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash PowerCast. That's audiblepodcast.com slash PowerCast. Hi, this is Peter Crunchnobble from Midas Resources. It is becoming painfully obvious the Washington bailout is running out of steam and the economy is showing signs of a double-dip recession. As you know, government spending is at an all-time high and inflation will be a direct result of the spending policy. What are you doing right now to protect yourself financially? Are majority of your assets tied up in the stock or bond market? If so, are those assets working for you or against you? One thing is certain, having physical possession of gold and silver will guarantee that no matter what happens to our economy or the dollar, your investment will never be worthless and it will protect you from that hidden tax inflation if you've been thinking about investing in physical possession of precious metals i can help call me today peter crotch novel at 800-686-2237 extension 108 and i'll take the time to personally put together a portfolio designed to protect what you've worked so hard for call 800-686-2237 extension 108 you worked hard your whole life and i want to work hard for you call peter crotch novel at 800-686-2237 extension 108 
If you suffer from poor sleep, you've got to try my pillow. Introducing the most revolutionary, most comfortable, and coolest pillow ever, my pillow. Imagine your very own custom fit pillow. My pillow is the only pillow of its kind on the market that uses a patented fill, custom made to your exact individual needs. My pillow is 100% made in the USA and has a natural built-in cooling effect that keeps your cervical nerves cool, and that helps you get the best REM sleep possible. My pillow helps alleviate snoring, migraine, sleep apnea, and other sleeping disorders. My pillow. It's antimicrobial, non-allergenic, dust-mite-resistant, machine-washable and dryable, comes in many sizes and will not go flat. And best of all, MyPillow comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what do you have to lose? Except poor sleep. Go to MyPillowShop.com, mention coupon code GCN, and receive up to $40 off. That's MyPillowShop.com. Or call 952-442-6199. That's 952-442-6199. MyPillow, for the rest of your life. What is a wind generator? How can the wind produce power for a small cabin? How can wind energy be stored and used during an emergency? Can I assemble my own wind generator? For answers to questions about wind power, visit windbluepower.com. Did you know the wind could provide your family with emergency power? It can with a wind generator from windbluepower.com. Learn how our amazing Light Breeze wind generator kits start charging a 12-volt battery and just 6 mile per hour wind. Or see the new Cyclone X2 dual kit featuring two wind generators on just one tower. And learn why schools and universities across the country utilize our products to teach about wind power and alternative energy at windbluepower.com. All kits qualify for a 30% IRS tax credit for residential energy efficient property. Enter coupon code RADIO for a 5% discount at windbluepower.com. That's windbluepower.com. BluePower.com or call 800-976-0026. That's 800-976-0026. Tired of searching for great talk radio? Search no more. I'm told that it has everything. We are the GCN Radio Network. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. Ted Phillips has been on the scene investigating UFO cases, trace cases, for many, many years. And that's unlike some people who basically sit behind the armchair. And we need their people, too. We need people who do that, too. But he gets on the scene to see what's going on. And the last time you were on the show, which has got to be a year or two ago, Ted, and that is you were talking about this area of the country that you call Marley Woods, where a lot of strange stuff was going on. Where does that stand now? Well, the interesting thing about Marley Woods is uh, I've been there 12 years. And uh, the interesting thing is it gets more interesting every year. And uh, I, of course, have done a lot of uh, research into uh, its kind of parallel universe, the uh, Skinwalker Ranch and uh, have obtained quite a lot of, of very good information. So uh, it turns out, after all these years, that um, the Marley Woods um, is evolving, if you will, uh, just pretty well as Skinwalker has, as far as types of events and, uh, and results from those types of events. And uh, uh, so I'm using uh, the uh, Skinwalker events and history as kind of a baseline for Marley, and uh, it's right there. Okay, you know what, maybe we should look at the comparisons, because 
we know that Skinwalker Ranch is an area where a lot of strange stuff goes on. But maybe for listeners who've just joined the show, we've had quite a few since we went on the network, exactly what kind of events are we talking about? Well, at, uh, at Skinwalker, they uh, uh, have tried to uh, obtain images, still, and video, and so on, and have hit a lot of major problems in that uh the and they have security people that monitor the equipment in the area and uh, they will look at a camera that's out suddenly it just stops operating and they go to the camera and uh either it has no uh, track down problems but it's just stopped working or the hard line uh from the camera to the uh, storing area uh, is cut into about a half million tiny little pieces and uh, or the camera is greatly damaged or the camera is gone and uh, so then uh, as they put up cameras to watch cameras uh, a camera for example would disappear and uh, the camera watching the camera uh, had no indication of a, an individual walking up and taking it uh, it's just there, one frame and the next frame, no camera, and that sort of stuff. And uh, I've I've started to encounter that uh, at Marley in the last year, and they have numerous uh, well-documented sightings of large, uh, very odd animal-like uh, creatures. And uh, lo and behold, we now have that at Marley, and uh, started about a year and a half ago. And the types of objects seen, the, the uh, small light balls, uh, and I call them, myself, I call them light balls because I don't want people to confuse them with what is commonly known as an orb, which is uh, generally the result of dust particles in front of a digital camera and uh, has nothing at all to do with this stuff. And these, the light balls are actually uh, a self-contained light that ranges from the size of a baseball up to a beach ball. And in some cases, we've seen the things 10 feet across and uh, silent, um, no visible means of support. And uh, I watched one two weeks ago for almost two hours. Uh, a gold-colored outfit and uh, very small. And the thing uh, cut maneuvers that you just, I mean, you think you're going nuts when you watch this thing. And uh, it... Let's define that. What do you mean by going nuts in terms of <laughs> watching this? Of course, I'm going nuts quite often just hosting a paranormal radio show and people say well, that I'm yeah. certifiable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, by by going nuts, I mean you're standing there uh, in the dark watching this, and you start to question, uh, am I really seeing what I'm seeing? Because it is so out of the ordinary to the extreme that you begin to doubt your own uh, own vision. And yet, over a period, well, I photographed the thing, and the camera is not influenced by my insanity. And uh, the camera sees it, so okay, it was there. And uh, But uh, I'm telling you, if you ever see one of these things, and uh, the motion is way incredible. 
and this the motion is so incredibly smooth and here it is just silently sailing across the sky for perhaps 40 50 degrees stopping instantly and following about the same path back to its original point going straight up going in circles coming down to the ground and uh that's the second of the gold light bulbs that I've actually personally seen uh, the other one was about three feet off the ground, and three of us watched as it maneuvered around trees in a, uh, a very dense woods, and uh, pretty spectacular stuff. Let me ask you a fast question day. here. This strange mm-hmm. phenomenon, this alone, what you're talking about, could that be some kind of natural effect? No, no. No, I, I watched two of those one evening uh, flying side by side, and they were uh, identical in size and shape, color, brightness, and they looked like uh, two old uh, 1930s type automobile headlights, about that size, same configuration, sharp outline, and they were flying about three feet apart. They were 60 feet from me, so I had a really good view. And they were coming through uh, a lightly wooded area, and they maintained uh, exactly the same distance apart as they're as they're moving. And as they would both turn to the uh, right and go around a tree, they maintained the same distance. And uh, uh, so, in respective uh, positions. And on one occasion, I actually did see them go one on each side of a tree so they were not connected and uh, they uh, flew along there for about 35 seconds then out into a field and uh, they made a pretty sharp right angle turn and as they did so I could no longer see them okay so they're basically uh, doing the kind of maneuvers that are common with some UFOs oh sure yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, except they're so much smaller. So, and you know, they have the, uh, uh, a lot of times, uh, they've been reported, I haven't got to see this one exactly yet, but, uh, the uh, light bulb would be seen six feet above the ground. It would ascend vertically six feet, come back down, go back up six feet, go six feet to the left. Now, these are approximate, but the witnesses were close. Okay, so we have fixed maneuvers, and I want to cover that more in more detail. We have UFO paranormal trace researcher Ted Phillips, co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. Okay, neighbors, here's the problem. Face-to-face business meetings with clients and colleagues are always going to be important. But business travel is a hassle. That's often a complete waste of money. Well, here's a solution for you. Do more. Travel less with GoToMeeting. GoToMeeting is an award-winning online meeting service brought to you by Citrix. With just a click, host sales presentations, training sessions, or product demos right from your own desk. Avoid the hassle of traveling and still exceed your sales goals. Plus, GoToMeeting is just $49 a month for unlimited online meetings. Plus, voice over IP and phone conferencing is included. My listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 45 days. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com slash podcast. 
Once again, go to meeting free for 45 days. Visit gotomeeting.com slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget... CrossbreedHolsters.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Hi, this is Alex Jones. Did you know that the global elite are now storing non-hybrid seeds in secret storage vaults near the Arctic Circle? Did you know that in a real meltdown, non-hybrid seeds can become more valuable than silver or gold? It's true, seeds have outperformed even gold and silver before in this country, and it's possible that could even happen again. So our friends at Solutions from Science have put together the perfect mix of non-hybrid seeds. They call it a survival seed bank. And it can produce an endless supply of nutrient-dense food for you and your family. And here's the best part. These seeds have not been genetically modified in any way. And you actually get enough seeds to plant a full acre crisis garden. So visit them today at survivalseedbank.com. That's survivalseedbank.com. Or give them a call at 877-327-0365. That's 877-327-0365. Remember, in a real crisis... Non-hybrid seeds are the ultimate barter item. This is Alex Jones for SurvivalSeedBank.com. Question, what would you rather drink, acidic water which burns holes in your body and causes loss of bone mass, or alkaline water which promotes high energy and vibrant health? The answer is clear. And if you're drinking acidic water, you're helping cancer cells and bacteria to grow out of control. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to alkalize your water and help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to raise the pH to a healthy alkaline level. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, or cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or by calling 269-409-1776. Again, 269-409-1776. On air, online, and on demand. They say we offer simple answers to complex problems. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. We have co-hosts Chris O'Brien, Ted Phillips, UFO trace evidence researcher. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. Chris, you want to pick up on the questioning? Yeah, this is uh, this case, uh, Ted, sounds like uh, what I would call as, uh, as, as a, a, it could be a real litmus test, I think, for, for actual uh, techniques and equipment. 
uh, that we need to monitor a location-specific area like this. Now, are you using light-aided equipment? Um, do you have uh, infrared cameras on these objects, or is it standard? Is it a standard uh, video setup? Well, actually, I have uh, a couple of uh, IR cameras, and uh, primarily what uh, we're using right now is uh, an array of eight uh, CCD imagers going into a uh, DVR storage, and uh, that way those things can operate 24-7. And uh, when I'm there, uh, I and uh, some of the team members can go out to other areas knowing that if something happens, we're going to have it. Uh, and we can try to get uh, closer to the smaller objects and, and objects near the ground. And we do have in development right now, as a matter of fact, it's being tested right now, uh, an incredible array uh, which will not only uh, photograph uh, in very high definition the uh, uh, objects, but it will also lock on and track them and uh, giving you all kinds of uh, telemetry. Uh, and it will have or has an electromagnetic uh, detector and uh, a lot of uh, bells and whistles. I mean, it's an extreme uh, outfit, and it's uh, being developed uh, far more late by uh, a, a very uh, well-known uh, motion picture person. And uh, obviously, I can't give the name, but and uh, so we're we're working along those lines. And my primary interest, and I know what you're saying, and it is a uh, hugely important uh, part of the research, uh, being able to monitor, image, and track these things uh, even at a distance. But my big thing is trying to get as close as possible for personal observation and also photography. So uh, we're working both ends of that. But you're totally right. Uh, if you look at, uh, at what's, what's going on, it's another baseline for uh, imaging equipment. What does it need to do to get what we, the data we really need? And right, exactly. I'm going through the same thing right now with the San Luis Valley project that I'm doing, which is similar in scope to your effort, although I will be covering, I think, a larger geographic area. How about additional uh, type of instrumentation? Uh, you mentioned that you do have uh, some EM detectors and other types of gear. What, uh, what other approaches uh, in terms of instrumentation are you taking? Well, we're looking at uh, light spectrum, which is, is kind of difficult because things on occasion appear for just seconds. And uh, the longer duration objects seem to be almost constantly in motion. And yep. it's, uh, it's the new array, however, when it's locked on, we'll follow that. And we'll get some really great uh, uh, spectral uh, analysis data. So you're using, you're using uh, uh, some sort of, uh, of, of is it a, like a, a lens uh, that's gathering the spectra that's dividing the light up or... Yes. Like a blaze grating. Right. Which, and you have to be 90 degrees, I think, uh, uh, to the actual light source. That makes it yes. difficult when objects are moving. Yes, it does. And, you know, what, what uh, kind of amazes me, but I guess I understand it too, um, people occasionally will say, well, why don't you have more 
really sharp, definitive photographs. Well, you go out in the pitch black night out in the woods, and I don't care how many cameras you have or people, uh, the way these things seem to operate, it's a very difficult job. Now, we have some really, I think, good photos and some great video considering the circumstances. Uh, I mean, it's not like going out to the uh, county fair and taking night pictures, <laughs> as you well know. Oh, no, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> Boy, if we, we could only be so lucky. Um, another oh, quick yeah. question. You know, I, I heard kind of uh, through the grapevine here about a year ago about a pretty disturbing event that, uh, that uh, according to this person, took place there where an animal was found uh, horribly uh, um, disfigured and, and, and killed. Um, and I do seem to recall some sort of structural damage uh, uh, that was done, I think, to a barn or to some corral oh, uh, yeah. configuration. Do you want, what, you want to tell us about that, or can you? Yes. Uh, yeah, one of the, uh, one of the areas, uh, a rancher, uh, had really uh, a, a very expensive kind of a pet horse. And uh, it was kept in a tubular steel corral. And every morning he would drive out to the ranch, and first thing he would go up to the corral and talk to the horse and uh, pet it and so on. And he, he rode this horse quite often. But at any rate, this particular morning he went out, and the horse was fine. He talked to the horse. I don't know if the horse had anything to say, but anyway, after they visited, he got in the pickup, and he drove to another uh, section of the ranch. Fifteen minutes or less, he comes back, and no horse in the corral. And one section of the tubular steel corral is pushed down to the ground uh, outwardly from inside the corral. And uh, he looks everywhere because this horse, if he got out, would stay right around the area, very, very tame. And um, so he's calling the horse, and he notices uh, uh, the old barn some distance from there. And he notices that the front door, a uh, large, heavy wooden door, is badly damaged and kind of pushed in and down a little bit. And he walks into the barn, and he said, uh, he said, you know, I found the horse. And he said it was in uh, smears of blood and tiny horse pieces all over the interior, the walls, the ceiling, the floor. And uh, he said it was just like the horse had exploded. And um, so how do you do that? How do you, you force a horse into control it enough to get it inside a barn? And then what do you do to it uh, to produce that kind of effect in less than 15 minutes? Well, did, and, uh, did he have a veterinary pathologist come out or any sort of, uh, was no. there any sort of investigation done with this? Uh, were any no, samples no, taken of, of the animal? No. I, I didn't learn of this happened in 2003. And this particular witness has been a great help, but he is very reluctant. The guy who owned the ranch before him was considered uh, crazy, honestly crazy, by friends, relatives, and so on, because for years he talked about lights and beams coming out of them, and they would land and all this, and they, they just assumed he was nuts. And this now is kind of the epicenter of a lot of... Uh, uh, the, the uh, observations so the guy wasn't crazy and uh, so based on that uh, this rancher does he, he says it over and over I don't want people to think I'm crazy 
So he's very careful, even with me, he trusts me, uh, because he knows I'm not going to identify him or the property. And uh, uh, eventually, uh, over the years, the trust got uh, to a much greater point. And I was talking to him one afternoon about uh, animal mutilations, uh, the cattle kind. And uh, he said, well, I told you about my horse, didn't I? And, I mean, he, he thinks in his mind that he's already told me, but he hadn't. And so this was uh, about five years after it happened. And so uh, he immediately took us to the barn, which is very close to falling down now. And we uh, looked for anything that might have any kind of uh, sample of anything. I'll tell you what, we'll we'll pursue that in a moment, Ted. We'll pursue that in a moment. We have Ted Phillips. We're talking about some of his investigations into trace evidence and other stuff regarding paranormal events in various parts of the U.S. Our co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Hey, neighbors, have you been thinking about starting a website? Well, I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a world-famous leader in web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and great selection of templates. Use the coupon code PowerCast. Once again, use the coupon code PowerCast and sign up at this special address, thepowercast.com slash gator. That's G-A-T-O-R, thepowercast.com slash gator. Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. How well and how fast does heart and body extract work to improve blood circulation? Listen. My name is Ellis and I'm 66 years old and I live in Jacksonville, Florida. Two years ago, I was diagnosed as having clogged arteries. I had 70% blockage in one artery leading to my heart. They wanted me to go on Plavix, but I refused knowing the negative side effects. Heart and body extract is a unique balance, synergy, and proportion of herbs reaching from head to toe at maximum absorption around 95% at the cellular level. Within the first month, I felt a dramatic difference. The heaviness in my legs was reduced, and within two months, I felt completely normal. Your natural organic herbal formula for heart health is heart and body extract. Heart and body extract comes with a 100% ironclad money-back guarantee. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. Call 866-295-5305. 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. Where have all the military surplus stores gone? Don't worry, you don't need one. Because everything you need at Military Surplus is at MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E Military.com, one of the last surviving true military surplus stores in the country. Go online now to MainMilitary.com and discover a source for hard-to-find surplus items at true surplus prices. Surplus gun cleaning kits as low as $2.99. Complete chemical suits as low as $11.99. See our huge selection of gas masks, filters, and accessories. Finish it. 
M10 gas masks are three for thirty dollars, and Swiss filters are three for twelve dollars. Searching for Strike Anywhere matches? MainMilitary.com has them, plus a whole new product line of survival and first aid kits and lots more. Get free shipping on orders over fifty dollars only at MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E Military.com, or call eight seven seven six zero eight zero one seven nine eight seven seven six zero eight zero one seven nine. MainMilitary.com, the main name in military supply. When you hear the words water purification, what comes to mind? If it's Berkey Water Purification Systems, this message is for you. Did you know that over 60% of municipal water contains fluoride? Add less than 2 cents per gallon. Berkey Water Filters purify treated and untreated water, remove dangerous chlorine, fluoride, and contaminants from municipal water. These filters are powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water, making them perfect for rainwater collection systems. From the smallest to the largest systems, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has what you need. With your system purchase, you'll receive a shower filter, a fluoride filter, or two sport Berkey bottles absolutely free. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com would like to offer GCN listeners 5% off all ceramic filter systems and ship all orders over $50 free of charge. Visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY today. How do you spell hard-hitting talk radio? G-C-N. The Genesis Communications Radio Network. You've entered another dimension. You've entered the Paracast. Ed Phillips is our guest this week. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. And when we kind of interrupted you there, you were talking about some of your investigations. You want to pick up on that? Yes. I uh, had the guys go in and in the barn, and, uh, of course, there was no visible residue of anything after five years. And But we, uh, we did take samples uh, even of the wood and some of what looked like impact areas, and uh, especially the doors and so on, because as you all know, you know, 46 years of of taking samples, uh, that's really my big thing. And uh, unfortunately, none of the samples produced anything of interest. And so I, you know, I keep uh, telling him it's very important to let me know, because on the team we have, as far as I'm concerned, the best vet, in the country, and uh, I didn't know this guy was a good friend, didn't know he was even interested in UFOs uh, until about a year ago, and uh, so he's at the ready to uh, to do some really good work, and uh, also uh, I've been approached by a microbiologist, he and I have become good friends, and he sent me a lot of uh, DNA analysis equipment and so on and uh, for getting the samples and a lot of information on how to do that properly. So we're waiting, you know, and uh, most of the other witnesses, if something happened to one of their animals, uh, I would know it immediately. While they're standing there looking at it, they'd be on the cell phone. i got to ask you a question uh, here, Ted, before we go on. Marley Woods, you can't tell us exactly what the real name of this place is and where it's located, can you? 
No. Mm-mm. Is there a no. reason for that? Is it privacy for yeah. the people who live there? Yeah, okay. Be- because these folks don't want 100,000 people carrying the fences down to get in to try to see this stuff. And also all and, the 24-7 uh, cable news shows. Yes, exactly, yeah. Uh, and when they went into Skinwalker Ranch in big time and brought in all kinds of people and equipment and buildings and everything, the uh, uh, observations almost totally stopped. And uh, so I'm very concerned about any drastic changes in the environment there. As as a matter of fact, when we go into the woods trying to get into like what I call a light bulb nest, we don't have flashlights on, uh, very quiet, and uh, don't park vehicles in any of these areas because you don't want to change anything there. And, uh, uh, you know, we don't know enough about these things to know what they respond to. They do seem to be curious about vehicles. That's shown up, of course, down through the years with all kinds of vehicle cases. But uh, uh, in one instance, a family of four pulled into a little cemetery in the area, and uh, it was the night before Halloween, they wanted to scare the devil out of their kids. Well, one of the kids. They had two sons, 20 and 12. Hopefully the 20-year-old wouldn't have been that frightened. But uh, That's mean. <laughs> anyway. The, we have a lot of people of that age group now who are going to be putting messages in our forums screaming at us. <laughs> oh, oh no, listen, I absolutely love people in that age. I wish to God I was that age again, believe me. But, uh, and I tell you what, studies have, have indicated, have shown, that people in the uh, uh, 17 to, I think it's 21, age group are absolutely the best witnesses to events that are out of the ordinary because they're able to retain more detail, they're more observant, and so on. So... Having said that, to correct or wrong, uh, these people had never seen anything and didn't expect to. They were absolute skeptics, but it's a good Halloween thing for the family, they thought. And they pulled their car into the cemetery, and uh, they're there 20 minutes. And I've been over there. I was there five months before I saw anything. And uh, 20 minutes, they see this small light coming from the north. And the uh, the wife had a, a very nice uh, HD camera, and she immediately starts uh, videotaping the object. And all in all, she got over 15 minutes of this stuff, and listening to their voices as they talked about what they were seeing uh, is just marvelous uh, audio. And so anyway, this thing came in and cut all kinds of maneuvers, uh, you can see it very clearly, uh, and eventually then it shoots off to the northeast. And in a matter of uh, eight and a half seconds, two objects come into view, and uh, they said they were about basketball-sized and bright, as, as they show up on the video, and the two are very close to each other, one above the other. And taking the video frame by frame, you see these beautiful changes in color in each of the objects, different colors in each object, and a kind of faint veil or curtain will develop between the two. And then it disappears, and it's just the two, and then it comes back. And 
for the first time ever, I've never seen detail like this uh, in light ball imagery. You can very clearly see that it's like looking into an extremely bright light at the center, and uh, on occasion you can see it as sort of a, a long bar of light, and uh, a rectangular bar of light. And all around it is this cloud-like material that is constantly uh, changing shape. And, like a, like uh, a plasma cloud. Well, like some sort of plasma event. I, I've not seen any really good video of a plasma cloud, but uh, I don't think so. I think uh, it's, it would be quite different um, from what, I've, what I know of the plasma responses. But, uh, and, of course, there was no sound. And, uh, of course, number one, you don't have, I don't, I, to my knowledge, an observation of a plasma display for 15 minutes and not being attached to anything. Uh, these things were about uh, 40 feet above the ground. They reached a point 40 feet from the witnesses. And uh, then a uh, uh, third red object, which was smaller, came into view, the most beautiful shades of red that you've ever seen, very intense red center. They took cell phone photos, the 12-year-old, and uh, which are incredibly sharp, and uh, there is a little uh, metal uh, shed over a picnic bench, a very heavy wooden picnic bench, and they were just feet from it. And the red light comes down to within three feet or so of the uh, northeast corner of the roof of this shed. And, uh, I mean, it's open on the sides. And uh, they hear a, an odd sound that they just couldn't figure out what, what was that, what would make that sound. And they also could hear footsteps in the gravel. And yet they couldn't see anything. And uh, at one point, the 12 and 20 year olds saw what looked like a, uh, a dark silhouette of a very large, very large animal like thing. And, uh, so all this is going on. The two objects go over and stop by a large tree and they're hovering stationary about four feet above the ground. And, uh, the husband's describing them as, as they're videotaping. He said, look at that, Debbie. He said, it looks like a, uh, a, a curtain, a white curtain or a white dress hanging in there. And so anyway, this is, this is the kind of stuff you can really get your teeth into. Oh, and the boy, video is astounding. Wow. It really is. Now you've spent a total I, of what, 12, 15 years there? Pardon? You've spent a number of years investigating this particular locale, right? Yeah, December of 98, yeah. Oh boy. So we're yeah. talking about nearly 12 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I I almost didn't go. The uh, One of the property owners called me in uh, mid-December because he and his family had had a really close, extraordinary observation. And then they started seeing this stuff on a regular basis. And he asked me if I'd come down and try to help him figure out what's going on. Well, I haven't done a very good job in 12 years. But, um <laughs> And I you think you may get it right in another 15 years, right? Uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but, 
I'll tell you uh, what, we'll pursue this in a moment. We have Ted Phillips. Ted Phillips has been spending nearly 12 years on site in this region, which he calls Marley Woods, to investigate numerous paranormal occurrences. My co-host this week is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Our guest this week, Ted Phillips, who has spent many years investigating trace cases involving paranormal activity, concentrating for nearly 12 years on the Marley Woods case located in the U.S. Our co-host this week is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. Chris, you want to pick up on that? Yeah, Ted, this this sounds like one of those uh, once-in-a-lifetime uh, cases that uh, that really yeah. do deserve the amount of time that you've uh, that you've spent and the and the actual uh, you know putting together a team, getting a budget, getting the kinds of gear uh, together and and people to customize software, the type, the type of approach that uh, <laughs> warms my heart. Uh, there's not enough people out there in the field that are, that are going the extra mile to do the, the quality of work that you're doing. Now, you mentioned early on that we had some other parallels with the uh, Sherman Ranch case in Utah, the popularly known as the Skinwalker Ranch. Now, how about the, the animal death uh, um, correlation? You mentioned this, this horrific uh, event that occurred uh, some years back uh, in 2003, have there been any um, attendant uh, cattle mutilation cases or livestock death cases in the in the area? Has the ranch itself experienced these cases, or have you seen some sort of spillover into the, uh, uh, let's say, the farming and ranching community around this particular locale? Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh, as a matter of fact, there have been uh, numerous uh, cattle mutilations and. Uh, uh, in one case, four Angus bulls were uh, taken down, and that would be a pretty good task. Uh, I don't quite know how you would do that. but um, And there have been uh, uh, events two years ago, or a year and a half ago, there were uh, uh, events involving uh, horses, a herd of horses, and, uh, and cattle, different ranches, uh, about four miles apart. One of the most interesting uh, of these cases was six calves 
and they were all in perfect health when the owner would leave the ranch. And this place is locked up. You don't drive in on it and uh, and do all that. And uh, the people around the area watch very closely. If they don't know you, you're not going to get anywhere on any of the property. And uh, I totally can understand that. Luckily, they know me. Yeah. But anyway, the six calves, over a period of two weeks, he would come out in the morning, and uh, the uh, mother would be standing there over the previously very healthy calf, uh, which was reduced to skeletal remains, nothing inside the skeleton, nothing outside left, and um, no uh, distension of the skeleton. In other words, nothing broken apart or uh, injured the, uh, the skeletal structure. In each of the six cases, which were all repeats of that over a couple of weeks, there would be found a, uh, a 10-foot uh, depressed ring. And uh, 10 foot seems to be the, uh, the thing, the uh, soup of the day for uh, traces over there because every one that I've seen uh, measured an exact uh, 10 feet circular and uh, with the central area not uh, damaged. And as a matter of fact, one I was over there, uh, and uh, one of the ranchers was uh, cutting hay, and uh, he comes up to the cabin and he says, "Well, you're going to hate me, Ted." He said, "I ran over a ring, uh, and they're not always exactly a ring. Uh, some of them are ovals, uh, and some of them are depressed and swirled throughout, and some with the center still standing. This one was depressed throughout." And it made me depressed because he ran over it and cut it down. He couldn't get stopped in time. So uh, uh, the cattle stuff goes on, you know. And uh, the problem, again, is when something like that happens, uh, the witness is reluctant. He yeah. wants, to or wants to believe that he can take care of it himself somehow. Yeah. And so finally, uh, recently, he told me, he said, I... Uh, please help me and help me find out how to stop this. So I think cooperation is going to allow us to, to really, I mean, he, he will tell me instantly about a light or if he finds tracks or something. Uh, but the, he's very sensitive about, uh, the animals that are killed. Yeah. And I can understand that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, something I've, <laughs> boy, I know uh, very well uh, how difficult it is to get ranches to come forward in a timely manner. There is a stigma attached to these cattle deaths in the ranching community. I don't care who oh, yeah. you are studying this. Uh, that's that's one thing that I, I think we'll both agree on. Uh, he does, I'm sure, he is aware uh, the importance of, of you and and uh, gear being on site in a timely manner so that we can. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about physical evidence here that we could we could glean all sorts of information from if if we're if we're uh, told of the case. So, yes. you know, that's I'm, yeah. I'm hoping uh, for your sake and for the sake of moving this whole investigation forward, that the ranching community there in the area is aware of the, you know, the, the real importance of the timely nature of being on site. Now, you mentioned well, the impressions, Ted. Uh, it's structured mm -hmm. craft. What sort of structured craft have been seen in the area? Or is this something that uh, has been reported? You're, you're, you're talking about rings that seem to indicate some sort of physical presence of, of uh, nuts and bolts type phenomena. Uh, what about structured craft? Well, you know, not, uh, there are not a lot of reports of structured craft. 
generally they're brilliantly illuminated things. Uh, there have been two cases, well, several cases, uh, in which uh, deputies would see a bus-sized object, which was kind of a stubby cigar configuration, fly over very slowly and quietly and so on. And uh, on one occasion, uh, an object that uh, five witnesses estimated to be 300 feet long was seen, and it was, again, a uh, cylindrical thing. And the underneath uh, was covered with a gazillion tiny white lights, and uh, the shape could be seen as it blocked out the stars. Uh, and it was a dark object, obviously, and I do have video of that. It, uh, it doesn't show much except that something really odd was there and big, uh, because you can see the lights, but not a shape of the object. And uh, the cool thing is, it appears first in the east, and it flies slowly over, not at a high altitude. And they watch it, and as it passes just to the west of the ranch, it suddenly splits in half. The one half continues moving along the, uh, the uh, trajectory, and the uh, second half, peels off to the uh, left, to the south, and flies away to the south and is seen by four more witnesses 20 miles south as it flies over their place, their farm. Now, that's some pretty weird stuff there. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and that many witnesses, uh, and these are extremely reliable people. You see, not one. I have on file 224 witnesses. And uh, in this area, and not one has ever gone public. So you don't make up a bunch of big fat lies and keep them to yourself. Yeah. And uh, I mean, these that goes a long way for credibility with me. And these are just people who are trying to get on with their lives, uh, which in some cases are being very much disrupted by this stuff. And uh, so it, uh, there is no question it's going on. And uh, it's the first place in 46 years of research that I've actually been able to see uh, objects that I couldn't identify. And wow. uh, so it's it's pretty important to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's really good that uh, that you're able to uh, have a team that's going to be uh, helping you monitor because this 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 sounds like a you know a major full time job uh, for. For even uh, you know a number of people. Now you mentioned yeah. uh, that recently there's been these appearances of what appear to be fantastic sort of animal forms. You want to get into that a little bit and give us an sure. idea of what people are, are are reporting. I'll tell you what, Ted. Let's right. do that and hold that for our next section. We'll talk about the strange okay. animal scene in connection with what's going on at Marley Woods. Our guest this week is Ted Phillips. Co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. You are about to enter another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind, a journey into a sinister land of secret rites, passwords, initiations, and handshakes, where the truth remains hidden and history is controlled by an elite group of mysterious men. Imagine, if you will, that I'm holding a book in my hands that explains this secret history and that the name of this book is Conspiracies and Secret Societies, The Complete Dossier. 
Here is described centuries of dark dealing, lies, murder, mayhem, and cover-ups in the pursuit of unimaginable money and power. My name is Brad Steiger, and the stories you are about to read may have actually happened at the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Conspiracies and Secret Societies, The Complete Dossier. Your natural organic herbal formula for heart health is Heart and Body Extract. My name is Stan, and I'm 68 years old, and I live in Vermont. In the spring of 2003, I started to have problems with my heart. It felt like my heart was pounding. It made me feel breathless. I tried many, many different things to try to get some help for myself. Nothing did anything. Heart and Body Extract is very powerful, very effective, and works quickly. I saw one of Sharon's ads and ordered Heart and Body Extract. I noticed a difference quickly, within days. The episodes became less frequent, and by a month, they completely vanished. Usually, you find a 30-day or 60-day guarantee. Heart and Body Extract comes with a lifetime 100% ironclad money-back guarantee. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. Call 866-295-5305. 866-295-5305 for Heart and Body Extract. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30%, while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should, too. Find out what they know. Call us, and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well. Free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. If you suffer from poor sleep, you've got to try my pillow. Introducing the most revolutionary, most comfortable, and coolest pillow ever, my pillow. Imagine your very own custom fit pillow. My pillow is the only pillow of its kind on the market that uses a patented fill, custom made to your exact individual needs. My pillow is 100% made in the USA and has a natural built-in cooling effect that keeps your cervical nerves cool, and that helps you get the best REM sleep possible. My pillow helps alleviate snoring, migraine, sleep apnea, and other sleeping disorders. My pillow is antimicrobial, non-allergenic, dust mite resistant, machine washable and dryable, comes in many sizes and will not go flat. And best of all, MyPillow comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what do you have to lose except poor sleep? Go to MyPillowShop.com, mention coupon code GCN and receive up to $40 off. That's MyPillowShop.com or call 952-442-6199. That's 952-442-6199. MyPillow for the rest of your life. Tired of searching for great talk radio? Search no more. I just want to hear more of it. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Get in on all the action. 
at forum.theparacast.com. Our guest this week is Ted Phillips, co-host Chris O'Brien, who's been there himself and has done lots of on-scene investigations. He's not someone who just sits in the armchair and writes books about it. He writes the books and he does the research. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. So, Ted, as we broke for our last segment, we were asked a question about strange creatures seen in connection with the research into Marley Woods. What are we talking about here? Are we talking about uh, Sasquatch things or like that, or are we talking about maybe entities seen in connection with UFO cases? Well, it's uh, actually quite different from the uh, the Bigfoot things, uh, which I've been really reluctant to accept as valid. Uh, I shouldn't be, I guess. You know, the main argument is, well, why don't we find traces of them? Well, tracks, footprints have been found. And uh, I've, I've seen a lot of casts, which are extremely interesting. But uh, I wondered, as the years went by at Marley, uh, why there are very few, if any, reports of uh, humanoids, and uh, which generally goes along, you know, over a period of years with this stuff. Well, they're starting, <laughs> and which is one of the things that uh, is is very interesting to me. Starting, and the, starting, <laughs> starting. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. What do you mean by yeah. that? Well, we've had uh, a handful, not many, a handful of uh, humanoid observations. I think probably the the folks, the witnesses involved, would be even reluctant to tell me if they saw something human-like. I think more and more of them are becoming a little more comfortable as the reports come in. In other words, it's not just me. And, you know, if they can find some companionship in other witnesses, it makes them a little more comfortable. But uh, first of all, the uh, the animal. Uh, it'll be two years ago this fall uh, that one of the ranchers uh, out watching his cattle herd saw two large white, as he described them, dogs. And uh, I knew when he was telling me about it, it had to be something really odd because he's seen plenty of dogs. And uh, he said, I said, well, what was odd about it? He said, well, they had really long white hair. And he said it was so long that it shifted as they took a step and the color would change, kind of like an iridescent effect. And uh, he said, and the size. And I said, well, how big? And he said, well, 400 pounds. And I said, this is a dog? And he said, 400 pounds. I have an old English sheepdog that's 150. And if she was 400, boy, that's a lot of animal. But uh, so anyway, he takes a, uh, a rifle, and he's afraid since these things are so large and in the field of cattle, he might kill one or two or several. And so he shoots. And here we're coming back to the uh, skinwalker business, too. He shoots, and he said, I made it red. In other words, through the telescopic sight, he saw what looked like blood, an area turned red. But the animals, not the one that was hit or the other one, reacted to the shot or to the impact. They just kept casually walking. Eventually, they went through a fence and into the woods, and that was the end of that. He went down to the area, no blood on the ground at all, and uh, he was using a powerful rifle. I mean, this would have done a lot of damage. And so the next day, 
another rancher, uh, pretty close, reported that he had seen the same two, or what looked like the same two, and they were fine, and no sign of blood on them or anything. They were about a hundred feet or a little more from him, and were seemed to be in perfect condition. So then, all of a sudden, uh, the ranch to the north starts finding large clumps of white hair. So they call me. I immediately go down. I take samples. And uh, very, very odd because, of course, I used my old English sheepdog as a uh, uh, subject or victim. And by mutilating her fur and putting it along uh, in the microscope with uh, the other, and instantly even I could see it was dramatically different. And so I started gathering all kinds of fur from all kinds of little creatures, and I did not harm any of them. And uh, I did the same microscopic observations. Nothing matched, including a human hair, this stuff. Then a disc jockey uh, on a radio station comes on the air, and he's in that area, and he says, uh, I just saw something that I can't believe, and I know you won't. He said, I saw a four or 500-pound white animal. And I just thought it was the biggest dog I'd ever seen in my life until it stood up on its back feet. And he wow. said, it looked, the only thing I could describe it as would be a polar bear. And he said, long, long white hair and all this. But he said the head looked really different. And I haven't been able really to get a good description of the head from any of the people that have seen it. Two friends of the wife and I were driving down one of the roads there. And uh, in the middle of the road, they see what they estimated to be a 500-pound or more large white dog-like thing, except the head looked different, and uh, standing in the middle of the road. And he slams on the brakes. They slide up to within about 20 feet of it. Good view. And they said it turned its head and looked at them. And they just kind of mellowed out. They said, you know, it just I was at ease. And... All of a sudden, it jumped from the middle of uh, a 24-foot road uh, over the 12-foot lane that they were in, over a ditch alongside the road, and landed on the uh, uh, embankment on the other side. And there was a uh, woven wire fence. It didn't go over it. It didn't go through it, but it was no longer there. And believe it or will you, we actually have a photograph of the thing taken by the uh, one of the rancher's daughter, daughters and her husband in daylight. And i got to tell you, it's pretty strange. I'll tell you what, before and we go report, on, let me ask you a fast question here before we yeah. split for our brief break. Do you have a copy of this photograph on display that we could see it? No, I don't yet. I, right now I have a, uh, a new website in the works, which should be up in about two weeks. And uh, I'll be putting a lot of this stuff on it. Uh, including photographs of the tracks, uh, plaster casts of the tracks. And uh, the tracks in themselves are amazing because they're huge compared to any known animal living in that area or in the U.S. And uh, uh, they went into uh, the ground an inch and a half, and uh, which indicated a, a pretty terrific amount of weight. Uh, one of the ranchers found a uh, trail of the tracks on uh, ice across a 200-foot uh, pond, 
it walked directly across the pond, and uh, it looked like in the tracks that it had slipped going down the embankment outside the the pond. At least it's not superhuman. At least it's not superhuman. And we'll look at this creature case in a moment. Trace evidence researcher Ted Phillips joining us this week. Our co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. When you hear the words water purification, what comes to mind? If it's Berkey Water Purification Systems, this message is for you. Did you know that over 60% of municipal water contains fluoride? Add less than two cents per gallon. Berkey Water Filters purify treated and untreated water. Remove dangerous chlorine, fluoride, and contaminants from municipal water. These filters are powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water, making them perfect for rainwater collection systems. From the smallest to the largest systems, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has what you need. With your system purchase, you'll receive a shower filter, a fluoride filter, or two sport Berkey bottles absolutely free. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com would like to offer GCN listeners 5% off all ceramic filter systems and ship all orders over $50 free of charge. Visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY today. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection actions so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800 800- 346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. Thousands of Americans are facing evacuation. If you or any of your loved ones might need to evacuate, you must do it yourselves. Please don't procrastinate until they do it for you. Remember the terrible conditions of those that didn't get out for Katrina. Go right now to efoodsdirect.com slash Alex or call 800-409-5633 for information on the new evacuation pack. 
It contains two weeks of delicious, easy-to-fix food, along with the equipment to prepare it. It's packed in a rugged, heavy-duty tote for transport. Evacuations are looming with the storms and the Gulf oil catastrophe. No matter where you live, wildfires, earthquakes, floods, and storms must be escaped. Don't be like a deer frozen in the headlights of oncoming disaster. At least prepare yourself with this two-week evacuation pack from eFoodsDirect.com. Call 800-409-5633 on the web, eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex. Ten years. A decade of talk. Great Talk Radio is here on the Genesis Communications Network. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? I'm Gene Steinberger in the Paracast. Our co-host is Chris O'Brien. Ted Phillips talking about strange cases of strange creatures. Chris, you want to pick up on that with him? Yeah, this is a uh, this is pretty amazing <laughs> stuff, Ted. Especially with photographic evidence and physical trace evidence of a uh, huge, yeah. oversized, almost uh, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't know how to describe a creature that that uh, that you have been describing. It almost sounds like me, like the Skinwalker uh, Ranch event where the rancher had this large, uh, oversized wolf that tried to grab one of his calves through a fence, and he. He, exactly. uh, at one point, I think he shot it a number of times. Um, yeah, and the the important point in that one, Chris, is he sh- didn't just shoot it. He shoved a three fifty seven mag into the side of the thing and shot three times. Right. And there was no blood. There was no real reaction, like jumping in the air or making any screams. But he did turn loose the uh, cow's head. That was a good thing. And as it walked off from him, he, his wife, and their grown son all saw this. And uh, as it walked away from him, he got a uh, .30-06 rifle and shot it a couple of more times with, as in the the uh, white animals at Marley, no uh, reaction by the animal, but it was leaving tracks in the uh, light snow. And they followed the tracks into a grove of trees, and they go on out into a field. They go out into the field about 30 feet and end. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we're not amazing. dealing with any kind of normal animal. No. Um, just the description, you know, and I, I have received uh, three different witnesses. Well, actually, we've come to eight witnesses uh, in the three events uh, of seeing this thing walking upright. And uh, uh, the tracks bear that out. One of the ranchers has hunted and has seen just about every kind of animal from here to Alaska. And uh, I was at one end of the trail of tracks. He was at the other. And I said, do you see anything a little odd about these tracks? And he looks and he looks and he says, this thing was on two feet. And I said, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it's a white Bigfoot or anything like that, but uh, when you've got a photograph in daylight and all the tracks and the hair and all this, um, pretty interesting stuff. What do you think is going on here, Ted? Uh, you know, the, you know, I know, I know that's a sixty-four million dollar question, but uh, you know, in the case of the Skinwalker Ranch, for instance, uh, you know, Terry Sherman and and his family, 
uh, on numerous occasions observed what they uh, described as a an aperture like opening about 40 feet mm-hmm. that that would uh, that would like a you know like a would open from the center and then create this uh, what appeared to be an opening in the sky uh, fairly close mm-hmm. to the ground. Uh, do you have any sort of descriptions from witnesses in the area of, of a similar type of a phenomena? Absolutely. Uh, and I'm totally overwhelmed when I see things uh, starting to happen that uh, happened and are happening at uh, Skinwalker. There is what the owner calls the North Mystery Light, and this is uh, a an oval, orange, amber light source very smooth, very sharp edges, and uh, it's uh, elongated to the uh, horizontal. And it appears down at the treetops in this very same spot. Uh, sometimes it will appear just one night, and then it's a week or weeks, two nights in a row, four nights in a row, and then it's weeks. But I have seen and photographed this thing uh, a number of times. It's been reported it's been observed for 117 times this thing uh looking at it through binoculars is precisely like uh the guy at skinwalker described if you remember it would appear in exactly the same spot and he would go to the same tree stump brace his arm on that tree stump and look at it through the telescopic sight on a rifle and he could see in this what looked like uh, blue sky and trees or some sort of terrain like he was looking into another world. And I haven't seen that in the mystery light, but every time I look at it, I'm expecting to. And there is on the opposite side to the south of the same area uh, a tremendously brilliant white light that comes on. And we've observed that for uh, several times for up to an hour and a half. And we've tried to approach it, and uh, the one uh, rancher would watch, and he would see our headlights come on to uh, uh, another property eight-tenths of a mile away, and he'd say, okay, you're six or 800 feet from it to the side, and we couldn't see it. And this thing was so bright that it totally uh, wiped out the light monitoring system on my camcorder, eight-tenths of a mile away. And uh, it had to reboot, for a better term, because this was so tremendously bright. And it turned the most intense red you've ever seen at the peak of brilliance. So we went everywhere up there, and he would guide us, and we would get almost to the to the object, and he'd say, it's starting to move. And it would move away. And this went on and on. And so I said, well, let's get back to the cameras, and if we know we can get shots, let's be sure we're getting them, because the camcorder was still running over at the original site. And on the uh, the uh, video, you can, frame by frame, see the changes. You can see the silhouettes of tree trunks in front of it, and uh, I obtained one photograph that shows this kind of uh, vertical uh, brilliance. And behind it, one a thing you could only describe as like a dome that's on the ground behind these trees. And the dome is made up of uh, quite a number of oval amber lights. And this thing is large. And uh, it looks... 
to me like a uh, structured craft with this brilliant light on uh, whatever section is is aiming south or north. And uh, so I have a feeling, and Chris, you know, I would be one to be reluctant to talk about portals, but you got to go where the data points. It sure sounds like something's uh, opening up and. Uh, similar to yeah. the Sherman Ranch case that, that you're dealing with with some sort of doorway. Uh, it's almost yeah. like the Sherman yeah. Ranch decided to move to Missouri. <laughs> well, <laughs> either that or it has a, uh, uh, has a brother a or something. Yeah. yeah. I uh, Back to the big animal, I, you're asking, you know, what is it and why? And uh, the more I'm convinced, strange for me to say, but the more I'm convinced that these portals, openings, exist. I My belief now is, based on the facts, as I can see them, that uh, these things open up, uh, obviously, I would guess, to allow things to come through or to go into uh, to make a connection to God only knows where. And sometimes if they're open up, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, uh, why couldn't something from that point of origin, uh, just kind of stumble through. Right. And uh, so you, or crawl you see through like, pretty odd like things. It, or, or crawl through like uh, the physicist uh, allegedly saw up at, uh, in Utah where it appeared to be a humanoid form that kind of like, crawled mm-hmm. and lurched through the opening. Uh, Ted, yeah. this, is, this is probably, I think, uh, this and the Sherman Ranch case and a couple of cases that I investigated sound, sound to be uh, real important uh, keystone cases and i'm i'm uh, you know i think i speak for our audience when i say we really admire and appreciate all the hard work that you're putting in on this particular case having been there and uh and and done that so to speak in the field i i know that it's a it it, it just takes a tremendous amount of time and organization to to do this type of work i'll tell you what we'll pick uh, up on this work and some of the other implications in a moment. Our guest is Ted Phillips. He is a UFO and paranormal trace evidence investigator. He's seen, obviously, quite a few unusual things. The co-host, Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockwell. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. 
You've seen our Sinofresh banner on the GCN website, yet your sinusitis is still a problem. Are you waiting for your sinusitis to go away by itself? Are you waiting for a Sinofresh discount? Okay, here it comes. But first, the facts. 67 other products merely treat symptoms and not the cause of sinus problems. And 37 million Americans suffer from sinus distress just like you. But now many are finding relief with the only patent-protected homeopathic nasal product that antiseptically eliminates the known causes of sinusitis. Sinofresh. Now, here's your limited-time discount offer to use Sinofresh. Call 888-906-3636 right now for $2 off per bottle when you mention GCN. That's it. Just call 888-906-3636 and mention GCN for a $2 discount. But hurry, this offer is only for the first 1,000 customers. Call 888-906-3636. 888-906-3636. Call right now for $2 off per bottle. Mention GCN. Buy Sinofresh.com. It works. You worry, but only because you're paying attention. What's happening in the Gulf of Mexico illustrates an audacity toward nature. A similar audacity called GMO, or genetically modified organisms, means that the quality of commercially grown food may be compromised with our health in the balance. Now that summer's here, what better time to learn about the bounty that nature provides in wild edible food? Let author Linda Runyon show you the best-kept secret in plain sight that food is everywhere you look. This summer, for the cost of a good meal or two out, you can literally starvation-proof yourself and your loved ones against any future craziness and put up tons of free food, too. Whatever experiment is being run on us, you can rest assured that Linda's 50 or so staple foods aren't involved. Our foods are their enemy. So go to ofthefield.com or call toll-free 1-888-51-EAT-FREE and take that first step. Make your oasis of food security and nutrition now. That's O-F-T-H-E-F-I-E-L-D dot com or call 1-888-513-2837. Start now and make 2010 your year of independence. Question, what would you rather drink, acidic water which burns holes in your body and causes loss of bone mass, or alkaline water which promotes high energy and vibrant health? The answer is clear. And if you're drinking acidic water, you're helping cancer cells and bacteria to grow out of control. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to alkalize your water and help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to the pH to a healthy alkaline level. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, or cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or by calling 269-409-1776. Again, 269-409-1776. Tired of searching for great talk radio? There's a, a wide range of stuff on here. We are the GCN Radio Network. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. We return with Ted Phillips. We're looking over the strange events over at Marley Woods, somewhere in the U.S. We're not saying where because of privacy and confidentiality, but lots of weird stuff's going on there. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Earlier, Ted, you were talking about humanoids seen in that particular region. Okay, let's talk about humanoids. What precisely are we talking about here? UFO greys? Human beings, cavemen from the Geico commercials, what? (laughs) 
Well, I expect to see some of those <laughs> eventually. Especially the caveman um, from the Geico commercial because it failed as a TV show, so we've got to bring them back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good guys. Uh, <laughs> I like their presence. Anyway, initially, the... The humanoid thing, which again now is not big there yet, but I have a feeling. Uh, a lady who ran a uh, child care, daycare center out in the woods, out, uh, well, she didn't live in the woods, but her house was way out in the wooded area. And uh, one of the kids was out in the uh, yard playing with a basketball. And uh, this was daylight. And... Uh, he sees a tall, very tall, thin uh, humanoid go over a fence, six-foot fence, didn't jump. He just kind of floated over the thing in one step and uh, came down on the other side. He stood there and looked at the kid, and the uh, the figure had a, a black sort of cloak and uh, a black hood which is kind of odd for the summer in uh, the woods. It would be pretty uncomfortable. But the thing walks right up to the kid, takes the basketball, and turns around and heads for its way back. Well, the kid's just screaming, not afraid of the thing, but mad. And uh, so the lady comes out. She grabs a shotgun. And uh, she said, I hit it. I had to. So that shotgun doesn't miss. And uh, it didn't even react. It floated over the fence and went on back into the woods. And uh, then another report comes along from a good friend of mine over there that uh, uh, I would believe about anything. He was walking um, home and uh, from a friend's house about a quarter of a mile, and he sat down on a rock to uh, have a cigarette, and he sees very quietly passing uh, 10 feet in front of him, uh, a group of these tall, thin figures with the black cloaks and so on, and they were walking uh, in a line and uh, just walked in front of him, didn't react to him being there or anything, and they walked on down a little path and, and were gone. And uh, so anyway, I talked to the lady uh, with the shotgun, very solid person, she filed a uh, uh, report with the sheriff, and uh, sheriff said, you know, she's a reliable person. And um, so nothing else really happened with the humanoids uh, <laughs> until January the 15th of uh, this year. And um, I had the uh, distinct pleasure of uh, kind of seeing one. And um, I'm not really saying anything more than that about it right now because uh, it involves a personal observation, and I want to be damn sure uh, that I've got everything straight before I say it is or it is not. You know, I want to ask you one thing that occurs to me with all this. Now, it seems they're oblivious to anything that's going on around them. Exactly. By the same token, because of maybe the emotional furor in that area over weird things happening, could they just be normal people putting on hoods and playing around, trying to fool people? Well, you know, I would agree with that, and that was my first thought uh, until I saw the shotgun 
And uh, believe me, the distance from the lady who was on the porch to the point where this figure was at when she shot it, it, without question, should have been a mutilated humanoid. Should and have been an ex sure would have reacted to the shotgun blast. An ex-humanoid, ex you're saying. <laughs> yeah, ex, yeah, very definitely an ex. There would have been a lot of physical evidence. Yeah, uh, but plus, what about the basketball? I mean, uh, if that's not a traitorous yeah. event, I, I don't know, you know what is. Why would uh, a tall, thin, hooded, cloaked humanoid float over a six-foot mm -hmm. fence, walk up to a kid mm -hmm. playing with a basketball, take the basketball, turn around, and leave? Uh, Something yeah. yeah, I'd like to have an answer about to that. that. It's a pickup game, like ladies to, well, and gentlemen. Yeah. Don't you know they're from the hood? And this is a pickup basketball <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, well, I, I just I, had I, to do it that. It sure sounds like the trickster to me. I don't know. And, and if there's groups of trooping tricksters, I think that's even more amazing. Okay, can we get all yeah. the features described here? Do we just see the hoods and the tall, thin beings that are human-like, or do they have five fingers, etc., etc.? Can we see those details? Well, that was the problem uh, with this good friend. He was sitting in the dark, and he could see the the figures go by, but he couldn't really see any details. And uh, the kid and the uh, shotgun lady just simply said couldn't see a face. And uh, so that doesn't necessarily mean there was Nothing in the uh, cloak, but uh, uh, I'll tell you, one thing that I've seen uh, in great abundance down through the 46 years with trace cases and other cases is that now you're talking about like a trickster, and I have seen a lot of things that we would consider uh, tricks being played on the witnesses, and uh, I've also seen displays, very strange displays, on the part of whatever this is, to, in my mind, maintain uh, some sort of control over the reactions of the uh, the owners of the property. I mean, that was pretty obvious in Skinwalker. I've seen it in Marley. And uh, you do something so extreme uh, that the witness has to be really set back on his heels and uh, and somewhat frightened. So uh, I think there's a method for the madness. And uh, since I don't know who they are or where they're from exactly, there are a lot of questions that I cannot yet answer. Now, if in the future we can disable a light ball or figure out some way to pin down uh, a humanoid or a 500-pound animal, We'll be able to tell you something definitive. Uh, it's it's just like this whole business. It's always just beyond your fingertips. What you about so speech? Close. Do the humanoids make any effort to communicate by speech, telepathy, something? No, not okay. not in the Marley stuff. No. Okay. Now, no. do you see in your research this kind of being in other so-called window or portal areas around the country? Well, I I can recall I couldn't I couldn't pull up the uh, specific cases, but I have on file in some of the trace cases back through the years. This is a long period of uh, very tall, like seven foot, thin, uh, human-like beings um, in the dark shrouds and so on. Yeah, I have I have ran across those cases. They're not plentiful. 
No, there, there were uh, some. And I, I really never paid a lot of attention to them, really. Yeah, there were some in the 70s. Keith Wolverton, the sheriff up in Montana, had a couple of cases uh, where hooded, uh, dark, dark hooded figures were seen around cattle mutilation sites. David Perkins. Really? Yeah. Um, Dave, of course, you're not going to see that mentioned in the, the NIDS uh, report that they released on the uh, Montana wave of, uh, of mm-hmm. cattle death cases. But David Perkins also, uh, I think it was uh, south of Pueblo, between Pueblo and Walsenburg, witnessed a line of what he called like hooded monks walking along right in an area where mutilated cattle had been had been reported uh this sounds I, i'm you know if you had said that they were holding bibles and then uh and chanting and hitting themselves in the forehead like in the uh <laughs> the monty python yeah. movie that would almost make more sense to me than than just walking by in the dark and and uh not acknowledging the presence of the witness uh or, or yeah. walking up and taking a basketball uh this is pretty. Uh, this is getting into some uh, cross phenomenal type, uh, you know, events that um, seem to be related uh, because of the proximity of the events, but but don't really make any sense in terms of what uh, you know other types of things are being spotted. What, what's your thinking on this, Ted? I mean, you you've been there, you've done that, you've got uh, what it sounds like some uh, you know groundbreaking uh, physical evidence and uh, visual evidence. What? What does your gut tell you or suggest to you is going on there? I'll tell you what, before we get to gut feelings, we have to break for the hour and then maybe clean our guts as we get ready for this. Ted Phillips, UFO Trace Evidence Researcher. Our co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast for one more hour. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you want to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out on iTunes. Ted Phillips joins us. We're talking about physical evidence, real evidence of strange things going on, mostly at Marley Woods. Our co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. And in our last hour, Chris posed a question. What do you make of all this, Ted Phillips? Tell us. Well, what I make of it is that we're looking at something that is real and physical some of the time. 
and uh, it seems that it can change frequency or whatever uh, and become entirely something else. And uh, I saw, for example, on uh, one of the monitors, a humanoid figure come up to a gate and uh, seen very clearly, and it had on some sort of a tight-fitting um, cover that uh, had a uh, white cuff, would be the only way I could describe it, at the end of the uh, the arm sleeves, and uh, it had a uh, white uh, tight-fitting sort of helmet, and the face area was just black. And uh, I watched this thing for... Oh, about eight minutes, and as it stood there, it was still like walking in place. You could see, I, I couldn't see the legs because it uh, had uh, came up a, an incline, and it was standing where the legs were still below the uh, the bottom of the fence, but you could tell by the upper body motion that it was still walking, and the fence was uh, 60 feet from me. And uh, so I, I call the wife on the phone. I don't know why, like she's going to be able to see it, but uh, and describe it to her. And uh, I said, you know, I'm going to walk out and get a really close look at it. Well, she wasn't too much up for that, but she couldn't stop me 300 miles away. So uh, I took the 12-gauge uh, sawed-off shotgun and ambled out into the uh, darkness and I walked up to the point where this thing was standing, and there was nothing. And I looked all around, there was nothing. And I went back to the monitor, and it was there. And uh, I did this several times. And the really bizarre thing is, and it makes one kind of feel like not even talking about a case like this, was that uh, when I did the playback on the video, I thought, boy, I've got you now, and there was nothing on the video. Wow! So, so the live feed, the, uh, the 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 figure was there, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't being recorded. And when you went out there, yeah. it didn't seem to be there either. No. Was there any sort no. of uh, uh, footprints or any indication that something had been standing no. there or moving there? No. And you know me, that's the first thing I'd really oh, yeah. dig around for. But uh, here's here's the thing that makes me feel a little better about my sanity is the fact that, for example, Skinwalker, um, I have it from, from very good authority that uh, they would be standing there and uh, they'd put on like Generation 3s and uh, there would be a humanoid figure 10 feet in front of them. And without that, they couldn't even see them. And uh, things would walk by, very unusual things, five feet away and not react to them at all as so though they didn't even know they were there. So I don't know. I think we must have a a, a light frequency thing going on or a uh, uh, dimensional thing. Yeah, some sort of parallel reality almost uh, meshing together yeah. and, and sort of overlapping. Yeah, and I can't believe I just said that, to tell you the truth. But yeah, that doesn't that's sound That's always like been the thing. Uh, you're about as nuts and bolts a guy as I've ever met out out uh, in this field, and uh, it's interesting to hear that your thinking is is uh, <laughs> evolving or de-evolving depending on your point of view. Now, one question well, I it, really wanted to ask was, how about yeah. patterns? Uh, one of the things that I've always been fascinated by is is uh, you know patterning uh, of these types of events. Do you notice any sort of 
of uh, correlations in terms of time, let's say days of the week, times of the year. Um, you've been out there now 12 years. You've amassed mm-hmm. an incredible amount of data. Have you analyzed mm-hmm. that data to suggest that there's any sort of frequency uh, trends uh, that, are, that are occurring? Uh, in other words, what I like to try to do is, is identify particular time periods so that, that I can be then out in the field, uh, you know, hopefully with the, uh, you know, with the agenda of, of capturing some of the stuff uh, more up close. How about you? Absolutely. Uh, I did, for example, on the uh, 4,000 plus trace landing cases, I have graphed those things out. I've looked for all kinds of patterns. And in the trace landings, there are a lot of uh, statistically uh, high patterns, uh, time, month, year, uh, locations, you know, uh, that really stand out. And what's being done with Marley right now is a, uh, a very dear friend of mine of 40 years uh, is currently, as we speak, working up the uh, statistical stuff uh, and he's the man to do it. This, uh, I can't, I, I, people that know me, I think would pretty well know who I'm talking about, but oh, I yeah. can't give his could name. Could you have him, could and, you have him do the same thing for my database? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, this is the man, no kidding. And, yeah. uh, uh, he's been there and, uh, is truly fascinated by it. And, uh, but I have done, uh, I've ran just about every kind of chart on the various types of occurrences uh, that I can. And uh, the problem is, there, back through the 12 years, there was such an enormous statistical hole. Because, uh, for example, uh, when I wasn't there, you had uh, a few people who would watch. But at about 10 o'clock in the evening, they were off to bed. So between 10 and sunrise, there is an enormous observational hole. Now we're filling that, but I just don't have enough data yet. I do know that, uh, for example, some of the ranchers would get up before sunrise to do chores, and almost always they would see something, Uh, a large amber, one of the larger whites, uh, a light ball. And uh, if... uh, the uh, uh, caretaker on some of the ranches, would, uh, who's there all the time, but they're generally afraid to go out after dark now. But if nature called at 2 or 3 in the morning, uh, almost invariably, they would see something. So it's a matter of uh, having the eyeballs 24-7. Well, we have had cameras, the, having those eight cameras set up is sure going to help that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And... We have had, for the very first time, which is a big thrilling thing for me, uh, a daylight observation of uh, one of the small light balls and uh, uh, by one of the owners and his uh, uh, adult daughter, not a great distance away in the woods, and it was uh, one of the gold-colored uh, baseball-sized jobs. And uh, But any time you can get <laughs> a start of something, like a daylight light ball, I mean, that's that's marvelous because yeah. you need to uh, uh, then be more aware in the daytime because the stuff obviously is going on. And uh, But as far as what and why, uh, 
I'm telling you, we've had a lot of long discussions about that. Um, the thing that interests me is that uh, if I can ever get close enough to try to communicate with a humanoid, uh, you can bet I'll do it. And uh, But what is fascinating is back in the 70s, I investigated a uh, physical trace case up in Iowa. And family, the mother and her two grown sons, uh, look out the upstairs window and they see this pretty good-sized object, metallic object, hovering about 10 feet from an upstairs window. And they watched it through their window, and they could see two figures, just kind of normal human type. I'll tell you what, we'll and, talk about uh, the humanoids and the figures in our next segment. <laughs> we have Ted Phillips, co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Hey, neighbors, have you been thinking about starting a website? Well, I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a world-famous leader in web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and great selection of templates. Use the coupon code PowerCast. Once again, use the coupon code PowerCast and sign up at this special address, thepowercast.com slash gator. That's G-A-T-O-R, thepowercast.com slash gator. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Again, the Congressional Budget Office sounds the alarm, this time warns of Greek-style U.S. debt crises. You heard me right. The GAO is drawing a parallel between the U.S. economy, its debt, and the current Greek economic meltdown. With the debt-to-GDP chart climbing into unfamiliar territory, the growing budget deficit will rise to unsupportable levels. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. The Federal Debt and Risk of Financial Crises document the CBO has published is a must-read for every American, covering the risk of continued deficit spending coupled with an aging population and the rising interest rates spell economic disaster. It's imperative that you get a copy of this document and study it for yourself. Call me today at 800-686-2237, and I'll send you a free copy. Again, call 800-686-2237 and ask for your copy of the CBO document. Once again, you need to read this government report. Call 800-686-2237. Of the 3 million-plus edible food plants that grow on Earth, no other single plant can compare with the nutritional value of the powder, seeds, and oil of the hemp plant. At HempUSA.org, we ship worldwide these nutritional products with free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. At HempUSA.org, we want to educate our listeners that edible hemp is not marijuana and is certified THC-free. Our powder is 50% protein and does not contain gluten. Gluten impairs the cells from absorbing nutrients. This nutrient-dense food can be stored up to five years when vacuum-packed and is priced affordably to be used as a storable food. HempUSA.org is a bulk shipper starting with five pounds and up. To allow this food to work for you, call 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org and order today. The body will react and heal itself given the proper nutrition. This superfood will be your greatest asset, so try it today, store it today, 
and change your life. Call 908-691-2608 or order from HempUSA.org. Nine years, thousands of clients worldwide, amazing results. And here's more proof of the effectiveness of how heart and body extract supports good circulation and healthy arterial flow. My name is Crystal. I'm a 45-year-old and live in Houston, Texas. I was diagnosed with having mitral valve prolapse 10 years ago. My cardiologist said surgery and drugs was the only thing he could offer me. What did Crystal do? I ordered heart and body extract in August 2006. When I first took my first 15 drops, I embraced the formula and could even feel the goodness of the formula starting to work. Clean, clear arteries are happy arteries after using heart and body extract. Learn more at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. HB Extract comes with a 100% ironclad money-back guarantee. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. Ted Phillips joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. Our co-host is Chris O'Brien. Ted, before we broke for our last segment, you talked about the second story UFO with two humanoids inside. Did they look like right. greys? What did they look like? Well, they said they looked like uh, any other person. I mean, they looked perfectly normal, uh, normal proportions, no giant heads uh, or fins or anything. And they seemed to be uh, working on a panel of something that they really, it was sloped down, they couldn't see. And uh, on a couple of occasions, they said the uh, the uh, figures looked right at them, but there was no real reaction on their part. And uh, so this went on for quite a long period of time. Finally, the object uh, ascends vertically and, of course, is out of sight over the top of the window. When they ran outside, below the point where the uh, object had been, the grass was uh, totally uh, dehydrated, grass and soil. All moisture was sapped out of it, which is very typical. A sort of a um, microwave EM effect uh, to dehydrate and destroy all plant life uh, that it's uh, exposed to. And... Uh, there was a small tree below where this thing had been. It had died. It would die within a week. And uh, But the, the, the real clue in this thing, and back in the 70s, I let a lot of this go by me because I was looking for physical stuff. Uh, they went downstairs, and as they were walking by the kitchen, plates started flying off the table. Uh, things started flying off the shelves. So that's what we typically call poltergeist activity. And that had never happened in this house before. The mother had lived there for many years. And it continued for weeks after the thing had been there. Well, I should have seen it for what it was. But, again, I was looking for something I could pick up and didn't want to get into the realm of ghosts and, and like that. But I've got to tell you, down through the years, I've encountered that sort of stuff. I've been very cautious not to talk a lot about it, uh, 
because, you know, I, I worry about credibility and, uh, it's, it's becoming more difficult to hold that credibility up, but, uh, you gotta go where this stuff takes you, you know, yeah, exactly. and you'd be a fool not to do it. You know, that's one and, thing we uh, want to mention here too. A lot of people, even those involved in UFO research, they want it physical. They want a physical spaceship, a physical entity, a physical trace on the ground, and as soon as it gets a little ephemeral, a little bit less than physical, they just can't take it anymore. But as you say, you have to follow where the evidence takes you. And how do you emotionally cope with the fact that maybe some of your assumptions about what you were expecting to see aren't quite what the reality is? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, you hit it on the head there. In all the cases, you know, the again, another uh, st statistical pattern in the trace landing cases was the objects. Uh, described generally, as you know, as a metallic and 18 feet, 30 feet, and landing on uh, uh, structured legs and leaving behind foot pad marks and all that. And, of course, that's what I was expecting to see. And uh, the first actual sighting that I had was uh, five months after going to Marley, uh, five months of seeing nothing, and uh, one of the owners and I are standing there, and it's uh, sun is just set. The sky is still nice and bright. And in the northeast, he says, there they are. And I look up, and there are three amber, what we call ambers, uh, in a row. Nice, neat, horizontal row. They're not moving. No wings, no engines, no balloons hold them up, no parachutes. They're just hanging there and silent. And that's the thing that impacts you, I think, the most. How the hell are they staying in the air? And yet, you know, you, you can see them perfectly clearly. And then uh, a fourth one comes on, more to the east. And then the fifth one came on to the uh, uh, south of that one. And... It was closer. It was much closer. It was uh, perhaps 800 feet above the ground and 600 feet or so away out over the field. Again, no means, no visible means of support and no sound, no motors running. And uh, uh, I'm just truly astonished. It was something I was not at all ever expecting to see, uh, even though I'd heard the reports from these witnesses. Uh, but... And I have to tell you, it was it was amber and it was elongated to the vertical, and uh, uh, it looked to be. If I was guessing, I would say at that distance it was probably 12 feet high, maybe eight feet wide, and it had it was full of the amber light, which is very soft and yet very bright, and it had a dark purple blue band around the edges, starting at the top coming around the bottom, back up to the top, but it was not across the top, a U-shaped band around it. And as I'm standing there watching it, and I'm still way super into the physical stuff, but my brain is telling me that something could come through that. And I, to this day, don't know why I was thinking that, but uh, nothing ever did. And the way the things disappear is incredible. Because now these are substantially large things that you're looking at. And uh, uh, 
when they disappeared, it's like a camera, an old camera lens with the shutter closing. And uh, in other words, they seem to get smaller and smaller and smaller, and then they're gone. And uh, I was very lucky. Uh, well, I was standing there with a the video camera running, pointed at the ground for a minute and 37 seconds. And that's how stunned I was by what I was seeing. Oh, I, I got a real happens. good. Yeah, yeah. You have I a really good a picture of the ground, but not of the thing that was flying. God. Oh. <laughs> well, if it had been a metallic disc with little guys crawling all over, I'd have been fine. I'd been taping that because it was something I would be expecting. But and fortunately, uh, three guys drive up in a pickup truck and. Uh, Roll the window down. He said, "Did you see those things?" So that made me feel a lot better too. There were uh, five witnesses. So, uh, but I, I was very fortunate. One morning, I had the cameras rolling, and uh, just before sunrise, and I was talking to one of the guys on the team, and looking east. And for some reason, I just shifted my body a little bit to the left, and right behind his head one of the big white objects. And uh, I said, look at this. And by the time he spun around, it was gone. So I run up to the uh, the DVR, and I start doing some playback, and I got this thing. And I'm telling you, I have looked at that video, I couldn't guess how many times, because it shows how they appear and how they disappear. I'll tell you and what, we'll get into that video, and I'm going to ask about whether we could see him. That would be very nice. We have Ted Phillips, UFO landing trace investigator. Our co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the PowerCast. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the Earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, are devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Question, what would you rather drink? Acidic water, which burns holes in your body and causes loss of bone mass? Or alkaline water, which promotes high energy and vibrant health? <laughs> the answer is clear. And if you're drinking acidic water, you're helping cancer cells and bacteria to grow out of control. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to alkalize your water and help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to 
raise the pH to a healthy alkaline level. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, or cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or by calling 269-409-1776. Again, 269-409-1776. This is Alex Jones with five good reasons you should consider buying a solar power generator. Number one, new climate legislation could easily double or triple your electric bill. Number two, our new energy czar wants to control how much power your electric company allows you to have. It's true. Total government control of electricity in the name of smart grid technology is coming. Number three, in some areas of the country, the power grid is dangerously overloaded. And now new socialist legislation is only compounding the problem. Number four, dangerous weather is always a threat to local grids. Every year, thousands of families lose their power from weather-related outages. Number five, a solar power generator provides powerful backup insurance and peace of mind. Folks, I really believe in the solar power generators offered by Solutions from Science, one of my oldest sponsors. You can get more information at www.mysolarbackup.com. That's mysolarbackup.com. Remember, the government doesn't own the sun, so go to mysolarbackup.com or call 1-877-327-0365. Now you can purify the water and filter the air in your entire house for less. Keep listening for discount information from airandaqua.com. Airandaqua.com has everything from whole house air and water purification systems to air conditioners, shower filters, water testing kits, atmospheric water generators, and much more to keep you and your family healthy. Now airandaqua.com has developed two value-packed money-saving packages. Package 1, the Pure Whole Home Water Package. It includes three very important elements to purify the water in your whole house. Package 2, the Whole Home Air Package, with an ultraviolet light system that kills 99.9% of airborne bacteria and viruses. Get more details on both of these air and water filter packages at airandaqua.com or call 866-380-AQUA. That's 866-380-2782. GCN listeners use promo code GCN for an 8% discount. Go to airandaqua.com. That's airandaqua.com. Purify your life today. Tired of searching for great talk radio? And I think it really does make a difference. We are the GCN Radio Network. You've entered another dimension. You've entered the paradise. We return with Ted Phillips. He raised some very fascinating questions, maybe a few hackles, in the last segment. <laughs> I'm Gene Steinberger in the PowerCast. Our co-host, who's been there himself on the scene investigating lots of strange stuff, is Chris O'Brien. And before we turn it back to Chris, I wanted to ask you, okay, it's on the DVR. When, mm-hmm. pray tell, can we see this and other pictures? Well, as soon as I get the aforementioned website going. I, uh, my nephew, which generally it's not a good approach to have your nephew uh, build a website, but this guy uh, does it for a living. And he's going to give me a pretty high-tech uh, setup, which I won't know anything about, but I can ask questions. And there will be video clips, including this one, uh, of some of the stuff going on, along with some really cool still photos.
and uh, I think it'll be of interest. I'm going to post a lot of uh, the trace cases and uh, uh, a lot of the Marley stuff on there. So, uh, that, as I say, that should be up and running in a couple of weeks, and uh, I'll uh, shoot you an email and let you know how to find it. Is this going to be the same site that you've had up till now, or is it going to be a totally no. different URL? No, it'll be totally different, yeah. Okay, we'll totally have different. that up as soon as we get the information. This show will be heard on August 1st. Chris? Yeah, uh, uh, Ted, you know, one thing that we have uh, kind of failed to mention, I did uh, sort of refer to the absolute uh, massive volume of cases that, that you have documented uh, over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what, what's your running total up to now about? Uh, the current total is um, 887, 887 events uh -huh. reported. How, how about the trace, the trace case uh, uh, database? The trace case uh, cases right now are at 4,491. And that has been in an in approximate uh, time period now or that we're talking about? Um, the uh, trace cases uh, go back. The uh, first case is uh, 1610. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's 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 quite amazing. Uh, you know, really hats off to you uh, for, for being so diligent to compile uh, what could be a very, very uh, – well, he is a very important uh, uh, database. Um, w w what is your next uh, plan? I mean, if you had uh, if you had unlimited resources, for instance, uh, would you have people there full time? Um, are you looking at having some sort of full time presence there in the uh, in this current case, or w what are your plans now for this particular project? I, I know it's going ahead full speed now, so why don't you give us a, a, a kind of an idea of what your thinking is now? Well, what I my plans currently, uh, if as you said I had unlimited funding, uh, the first thing I would do is I would move there, and uh, uh, I've got really rustic, beautiful places uh, to live in um, at no cost, and uh, I very definitely would uh, would, would like to be there twenty four seven. Yeah. With an occasional few days off, but uh, and I would have a team of probably three, two to three there all the time, uh, so we could respond to uh, the most current events immediately. And if things got heavy, as you all know, things do get into a peak situation where you have really a lot going on. Uh, then bring in the whole team of uh, of seven. And uh, so, and of course, to keep improving uh, our ability to uh, to preserve the events on uh, high def and uh, still images and more types of uh, detector devices, uh, EM, uh, spectrum, uh, just anything at all that would tell us uh, what is going on with these things. And uh, as I know is going on uh, somewhere else, uh, an attempt to, uh, well, I hate to say this, to communicate with whatever the forces at hand are. And uh, so I'm exploring some possibilities of uh, uh, various types of lights, sounds, one thing that does go on 
and I was never, believe me, a believer in the paranormal. But, uh, again, when it hits you in the face, you know, uh, you gotta back up. And, I know uh, the feeling. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what I found is that you can, uh, for example, put out a, a deck of, uh, uh, alphabet cards. And, uh, you'll come back, uh, to a very isolated, uh, building. And, um, there will be something, uh, there, a, a word. And it doesn't matter, the word doesn't really mean anything to you, but it's the fact that something has moved the cards. And, uh, the, uh, I was told by, uh, some researchers that, uh, be careful, it can follow you home. And I had a kind of a laugh privately about that. And about, uh, two weeks ago, I get out of the car and I'm carrying my car keys with me into the house. And uh, I laid them down in the living room. And the next time I was going to drive, I went to get the keys, and they were gone. So I jumped the wife, you know, what would you do with my car keys? Nothing. So we tear the house apart, and no keys. So we finally give up. We go out, and we have some keys made. And the very next morning, I have this one uh, drawer that I keep my uh, sheepdog's lead in. And uh, I had taken her on that lead uh, every day before. She goes with me everywhere. And I open the drawer. My car keys are laid out in a very neat pattern on top of the dog's chain. And uh, <laughs> that sort of thing is starting to happen. I can't believe I'm even talking about <laughs> these things. But, you know, I mean, I investigated well, you... a uh, what, what was supposed to be a haunted house in Eureka Springs. And uh, I did a thorough investigation because the couple involved uh, were highly credible, and they were having amazing things going on. And I got to see one of them, uh, a chandelier that weighed about a 1,000 pounds, started swinging, and uh, all the windows closed, doors closed, no reason that it would start swinging. Videotaped that, and they would have things disappear, very valuable jewelry in a locked case, and she would go to the lock case, unlock it, open it, and the jewelry's gone. And uh, weeks later, she would find it in the bottom of the vase that had plants in it or something like that all the time. So here, there has, I'm, I really believe there is somehow a connection between uh, the UFO business and what we call the paranormal. I honestly do. And I wish to God I had paid attention to that sort of stuff along with the physical trace stuff. So I let a lot of, I know now, really good stuff go by me. But we were, back in the uh, in the day, we were so busy with the landings, uh, you really didn't have time to look at other cases. You just didn't have it. It also kind of gives you a little bit of tunnel vision, don't you feel that way, after all this reading books by people like John Keel and others who said there's another aspect to this subject, and you kind of didn't pay attention to it then, did you? No, I didn't. And you know what uh, I'm currently doing is going back and reading those books. And uh, my wife, who has turned into a really great believer, she she and I both saw on the uh, 19th of June this year a uh, uh, lighted object three feet off the ground about 30 feet away. I'll tell you what, we're uh, going to that sighting in a couple of minutes here. 
But let me tell okay. everybody that if you want to find more of the things that we do on the Paracast, go to thepowercast.com. That's the Paracast with a T H E, thepowercast.com. You'll find over 200 episodes of the show to download so you can catch up, and some people really do that. Ted Phillips joins us. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. It's the number one reason for slow and clogged bath drains. That's right, hair. And the number one way to open drains plugged with hair? The drain cloth. Stop standing in dirty bath water. Stop using dangerous chemicals. Just push the drain cloth past the pop-up in your sink or tub, twist, and pull. You'll be shocked at what this little tool can pull out of your drain. The drain cloth has over 100 tiny hooks that claw through hair, toothpaste, and shampoo that slows and clogs your drains. See how it works right now at thedrainclaw.com. The drain cloth is made in the USA and is the safest, easiest, most environmentally friendly solution to unclog bath drains. Get one for $6.99 or three for $15. The drain cloth can be used over and over. Don't be fooled by substitutes. Buy the original. Buy the drain cloth. Order now at thedrainclaw.com. That's the drain cloth at thedrainclaw.com. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget... CrossbreedHolsters.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. 
Where have all the military surplus stores gone? Don't worry, you don't need one. Because everything you need at Military Surplus is at MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E Military.com. One of the last surviving true military surplus stores in the country. Go online now to MainMilitary.com and discover a source for hard-to-find surplus items at true surplus prices. Surplus gun cleaning kits as low as $2.99. Complete chemical suits as low as $11.99. See our huge selection of gas masks, filters, and accessories. Finish at M10 gas masks are three for $30. And Swiss filters are three for $12. Searching for Strike Anywhere matches? MainMilitary.com has them. Plus a whole new product line of survival and first aid kits and lots more. Get free shipping on orders over $50 only at MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E Military.com. Or call 877-608-0179. 877-608-0179. MainMilitary.com. The main name in military supply. Bringing you the best in alternative talk radio for over 10 years. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. Our special guest this week is Ted Phillips. He started out as a UFO trace evidence researcher and now is exploring the larger realms of the paranormal because it became too involved for him. Our co-host, Chris O'Brien, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. So you and your wife had a sighting that you started to tell us about. Before Chris picks up on this, tell us more about this case. Yeah, she spotted the thing, and uh, we were on the cabin porch, and uh, at that point it was about 60 feet away, and so I grabbed the camera and uh walked out we went out and had a very good view of it it was hovering and then it would silently shoot up at incredible speeds come back down at incredible speeds and stop i mean it's physically impossible so we got to look beyond physically possible stuff but i uh shot a number of photos and uh one time i caught it when it was uh, not moving and the rest of the photos uh, are simply the streak of the thing. You can see the colors very well as it went vertical or came down. And uh, so that got her really excited. And she's been reading uh, some of the very best books, I think, by the best person possible, Jacques Vallée. And uh, he talked about a prolific writer. And uh, so she's now going back through all of Jacques' books and looking for similar things that he had reported back years ago in his investigations. And uh, so there is a lot there to find. Uh, Passport to Magonia, Messengers of Deception, uh, Anatomy of a Phenomenon. You, I mean, you can go on and on. The best stuff that's ever really been written and thoroughly documented by him. And uh, so... Um, it's, I don't know, I think back uh, through the years of the cases where this kind of stuff was was involved. And uh, as I say, it just kind of went on by. And uh, the things that happen, you can make sense of them in your mind, uh, although it doesn't mean you're right about what your assumptions are. We've had, starting this year, uh, two cases in which... An individual uh, is walking across the field, 
and suddenly is surrounded by tiny gold-colored lights uh, about the size of the end of your small finger and uh, like a net above all the way around and uh, about a foot from his body. And this is in daylight, and uh, they're snapping constantly, he said, like a tiny firecracker. And uh, this has happened on two different occasions, two different locations, uh, several hundred feet apart. And uh, when I asked him, uh, how long did you see them? Uh, he got this look on his face, and he said, uh, he was confounded. He said, you know, I don't know. It was like he'd never thought of that and had no uh, realization of the time span. I said, well, how did they, did they move away, disappear? And he said, I don't know. So in both, both uh, events. Now, uh, and that, that goes along. It correlates with uh, physical trace landing cases and other cases down through the years where people have sort of no realization of a time period. And I've seen it on some really good trace cases. So there are a lot of things in action. And, uh, I mean, it's going on. I had two enormous cases just last week. And uh, it's it's just incredible. I uh, One of the things, now Chris was asking, you know, what, what do I plan to do in the future with all this? Well, I'm keeping all these records very carefully. And I plan to somehow or other publish them at the right point uh, in the future. So I'm not the only one that knows this stuff, basically. And uh, it would fill a very large volume, I can tell you that. And also, uh, I've got to tell you that finally I am writing a book. All right. Uh, and that will deal primarily with the uh, physical trace Investigations that have done my relationship with J. Allen Hynek and and Jacques and some of the really great people from well they're still around some of them are still going but from the years back and uh, so I don't know how long that's going to take me because I'm uh, I just have to catch a day when I'm I'm in that sort of mode you know and, and work on it but. That or that's a couple of things, but I I want to get the information out to the general public because they would be astonished to think that this is going on in a relatively small area and constantly. And the first report that I'm aware of in the Marley Woods was in 1937, and that was by uh, a couple of people that you could not find more reliable witnesses. And um, and I've managed to get hold of reports up through the late 30s, the 40s, the 50s, on up. And uh, so it's it's been going on a long time. Okay, we don't have much time left here, and maybe you could tell our listeners where are you going from here. You're going to be writing a book mm-hmm. about your past, hopefully about some of this stuff. Have you had the media try to kind of horn in on the Marley Woods stuff? Have people tried to to get in there and say, hey, where is it? Or we're going to try to find it. Do people even find it by accident? Well, uh, that's the reason that I shut down our website and uh, stopped doing radio shows 
and TV things and so on, um, along with the fact that um, May the 7th of uh, 2009, I had a stroke, and uh, that kind of nullified things for a while. But fortunately, everything, and I mean everything, is still working now, so, but uh, sort of. <laughs> and uh, I had done uh, a couple of the uh, uh, UFO Hunter shows, and uh, the last one I did, uh, I sat all day at a park bench, uh, listening to people argue about how they needed to proceed with this show. And I decided, well, that'll be the last one of these I do. And um, so, I mean, I love Burns and all of the UFO hunters. They're nice guys. A lot of, But uh, I have been approached by all kinds of media people. Uh, and, of course, they finally figured out I'm not going to take you to, uh, to Marley. For one thing, I would probably be shot and killed by the owners uh, if I brought anyone on with any kind of camera. And uh, because the first thing they asked me, they said, the only thing we ask is please keep our names and locations out of the research. And I agreed, and I've done that. And I'll continue to do it, uh, or I'll be thrown off. And But we had a couple of individuals uh, come onto the properties, that was taken care of, I think, pretty quickly. Uh, one of the uh, uh, ranchers, uh, let's see, what is it, his cousin or nephew, something, is the uh, sheriff in the county. So that was put to a real quick halt. And uh, and they, they authorized me to say on the site, you know, if you try to come on the property, you'll be trespassing and uh, you could be shot. Okay, and since we still have the Second Amendment, does still work in the U.S., just kind of watch it. So, okay, basically, mm -hmm. Ted, we're going to expect, possibly by the time this show airs on the 1st of August or maybe shortly thereafter, the new address of the new site that you're setting up, and we will post it on the Paracast site so that everybody who is listening to the show can figure out what you're doing and check everything out further. Okay, before we let you go, Chris, tell our listeners where we can find your stuff. Well, I do have a website. Uh, it's called Our Strange Planet. That's O-U-R, Our Strange Planet. We live in a very strange planet, and it's Our Strange Planet. So my entire database is on there for anyone interested. Tons of good articles that I've uh, been calling from over the years. And uh, and I really, really want to thank Ted for being on the show. This is uh, just, I think, a historic monumental case. Um, I'm just flabbergasted at the amount of, of, of what appears to be good quality data that you've been able to amass. And I'm really looking forward to uh, speaking with you further about this, Ted. Absolutely. Ted Phillips, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Paracast along with Chris O'Brien. Thank you. Thanks, Gene. The Paracast is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.